When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What a great show we have here for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Not only did the Vikings make a signing earlier in the week that we're going to break down in depth, they play a game against the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. And we got a lowdown yesterday night from Alex Katzen of Chargers Wire about what the team is. And now we're going to talk from a Vikings perspective on how the Vikings can take advantage of some of those things. But we're going to start off with a very special announcement on how you can get even more from us here at Vikings First and Skull. Welcome to The Real Forno Show. by Tyler Fornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire, writer for the College Football Network, publisher of Substack Run In Shooter, host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Skull. Hello, welcome to the show. I am your host, Tyler Fornes. With me as always, back in his normal spot, the top right corner, he is producer Dave. How are you, sir? I am doing better today. And for those that haven't heard, I was spent Monday in the ER. I have an abdominal infection that spread outwards through my abdominal wall into the muscle area. I'm sore, but I'm doing a lot better after two full days of some powerful antibiotics and I'm glad to be here. You know, that, Dave, that's what happens when you give your body vodka instead of whiskey. You know, I, I hope you've learned your lesson here, sir. <laughs> that very well may have caused it. I have no idea. The unfortunate thing about this is I can't drink for three weeks. So when you ask me, what's Dave sipping? It's Dr. Pepper Zero. Yeah, you drink your whiskey. Go right ahead. Now I'm I'm drinking Hawaiian punch tonight because I am a 33 year old child, and there's nothing wrong with some good old Hawaiian punch. Bought it for this weekend when my uh, best friend and his wife and two kids came over, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to drink it because it's good. So big announcement, and my worthless opinion, you are incorrect. It is a good announcement. It is an opportunity to one support the show and two get even more stuff. We are debuting subscriptions on youtube and there have been a couple people that have mentioned to dave that they would like the opportunity to come on here and talk live with us and with these subscriptions you will have the opportunity to do so and it's it's really cool um for just three bucks you get uh, the opportunity to have a little badge on your youtube saying hey you support the show for six bucks you'll get a little bit more you'll get some uh member exclusive perks including uh, some potential members only live streams and you'll get some, uh, some extra stuff as well, including like extra little videos that I'll do and we'll post over the course of time. But the real home run is the $15 tier. Now that is going to get you at least one stream a month, potentially more depending on what our schedules look like. We're only going to commit to one where you guys can join us and we can sit down and talk ball and have a good time. So it's a good, it's an easy way to support us and continuing to grow this channel and community. 
And it's a great way for you to be able to experience it with us by joining the show live. And it's something that we're really excited about. And it's something that'll be a great way to continue to get to know all of you guys, the viewers. And it's honestly just very simple. And you'll be able to check that out here on the YouTube page real quickly as I have everything already set up. And I know I'm excited, Dave, and I know and I'm pretty sure you are too. Oh, yes. We get to do more videos and we get to bring the people on. Then we can talk, whether it be Davy Chain, Stock Proto, Norse Fius, hopefully. And there we go. Norse Fius has done it. The first super chat ever. Hey, baby, Norse Fius, you started off well. We appreciate well, that- it. And I'll be honest, I think a super chat is different than a subscription. It so is. Super chat, they're, they're that's totally- a donation. Yeah, and much appreciated, sir. That that will buy Dave a drink in about three weeks. So appreciative. And you know what? It, here's the best part. If you don't feel like you want to end up subscribing and helping contribute to the channel, that's okay. Because watching and continuing to enjoy this program at at least uh, the four times a week that we have it on the YouTube show, Real Forno Show on Mondays and Wednesdays, Two O Bloggers on Saturdays, and the final score at the two minute warning of every Vikings game, you'll still get to do that. You won't, nothing changes for you. And I think that's the best part. It's, it's not going to be, we're taking anything away from what we're already doing now. We are having the opportunity to give more if you want more. And I, that, in my opinion, is really cool. One, uh, I'm a, a writer for Voices of Wrestling, and they have their own Patreon. I subscribe to that because I love the content that they give me, and I feel like I get my money's worth. And we hope to be able to give you the same back. And it's it's really cool. And that's it. That's the big announcement. Nothing negative. My worthless opinion. I'm not going anywhere. Dave's not going anywhere. I guess the Hopefully. worst part of the announcement is Dave can't drink for three weeks. Yes. And I'll, I'll be that's honest. Terrible. It, it, it's going to be fun for me to make fun of him over the next couple of weeks because I know he's going to be okay uh, that he can't drink. And I can, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> especially on my birthday. <sighs> okay. I won't make fun of that. That sucks. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if uh, you'll be able to go to the channel and you'll be able to subscribe and we hope that we see you and I'd love to be able to sit down and chat ball and answer any questions in person. Well, I guess video chat other than just in the comments and it, it's a, it makes for a much more personal and fun experience uh, being able to do those kind of live streams. But let's start with the breaking news. The Vikings yes, traded for cam acres just 30 minutes prior to us going live on air. Maddie ice is saying it's a swap of six round picks. I know it's 2026. Draft picks. Mm-hmm. Six round would be a steal. Wait, who's that? Before we go pick? there, SAM, thank you so very much. We appreciate it. Love yes, you for th- it. Um, that we are we are grateful for anybody and everybody who who supports the channel, and you doing that really does mean the world. And. I know it doesn't necessarily sound like it based on how I'm saying it, but I'm in, I'm more in announcer mode than I am in human mode. And just know that we are 
genuinely very appreciative and thank you patrick thank you as well thank um, you harms appreciate I love it this. I love this. this is the best it, he's not donating because we rule he's not donating because he appreciates joe i donating because they don't want to feel left out hot damn i i respect that and i i can't tell you i've done that before too so uh, we appreciate you patrick i know you're here pretty much every single time we go live and it's really appreciated but speaking of going live cam Akers, he is a minnesota viking um where did you see sixth round picks? All I've seen is late round 2026 draft picks. Has that uh, been updated by anyone? I don't know, but that's a good question. It was Matty Ice that posted it, and I don't know where he got it. There's okay. what he said. If it's a six, it's a steal. Okay. Now, hold let's on, hold talk on. about Cam Akers. Hold on. Stop. Adam Schefter comp update right now. He just tweeted it. The Rams are sending Cam Akers in a conditional 2026 seventh to the Vikings for a conditional 2026 sixth. That's kind of what I thought it was going to be like the old uh, player in seventh for a sixth. That's, that's what the Vikings have done in the past. This is basically depending on what these conditions are. The conditions mean everything here. If the conditions are having to do with like if Cam Akers never plays it down I, and they just cut him, I wonder if those picks even matter. Um, but this is basically the Ross Blacklock trade. And this is the Quasi Dolfo Mensa Moneyball approach. And when you do the Moneyball approach, you're going to have misses. And I think that is something that is lost on people every now and then. It's you're going to miss. But in essence, um, the NFL is gambling. Michael. God bless you. Thank you very much. That's that's an incredible Thanks, gesture. Mike. And we greatly, greatly appreciate you uh, joining the show every single week. Um, this is a great shot to take. Akers was viewed as a top running back coming out of Florida State. Some viewed him as a better running back than Dalvin Cook. So talent has never been a question with Akers. It's always been about... And... I don't mean that he's like not intelligent. We love you guys. Thank you. My worthless opinion. The man um, with the best handle on the webs. Sometimes guys just get out or just they don't Barry. get in their own head. Um I, so I, I will I need to get this this thought out because I'm already going. Sometimes guys just don't maximize their own ability. They don't maximize who they are and what they are and they get in their own way. And it seems like cam Akers has gotten in his own way in Los Angeles. And whether that be, he's just not getting along with the coaching staff, whether he's not getting along with people in the organization, there are a lot of different reasons why things could have gone South in Los Angeles. Well, they may end up working here. Because if you'll remember, things did not go south with Kevin O'Connell in the building. And I'm not saying Kevin O'Connell is this viceroy and he's just this uh, running back whisperer and he's going to be able to fix everything. But maybe there's something to the relationship that Kevin O'Connell and Cam Akers had where it's going to actually make an impact. I really don't know. I'm, I cannot sit here and tell you for certain that X, Y, or Z is going 
to make an impact or make a difference. But what I can tell you is if Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips want to bring him into the building after working with him for two years in Los Angeles, it tells you what they think of the player. It tells you what they think of the man because they're not just building a football organization. They're building a humanity organization. And what I mean by that is they're bringing in people that they think are good people. Now we can talk about like the quote unquote misses. Like they brought in Ed Ingram who had the um, juvenile offense of uh, some kind of sexual misconduct. Um, Actually it was, sorry, he was 19 and the girl was 16. I'm not going to go in depth on that, but they vetted it and they believed it. It was okay. And we can debate whether that was right or wrong, but they believe that they were bringing in a quality human being based on all the information that they had. No idea if they're right. I've never met Ed Ingram, never talked to him in my life, but they're doing all these things and they're trying to figure out and bringing in good people. So they believe Cam Akers is one of those good people. Will it work? Who knows? But I'll tell you this. He is infinitely more talented than Alexander Madison. And I like Madison as a person. I got to meet him at, of all places, the cornhole tournament. Great human being. You can tell he's a hard worker, just a genuinely nice person. And that's great. You want those kind of people in the building. But when you get on the football field, being a good person isn't enough. You have to be able to play well. And quite frankly, Madison has not been very good as a running back. And there are multiple reasons for that. It's not just Madison being like not getting a lot of rushing yards. There's things with the offensive line. There's things with the scheme. There's not maximizing your offensive lineman for the scheme itself because they are. What's the phrasing? So they were a wide zone team and they drafted Ezra Cleveland and Garrett Bradbury to one run wide zone and they drafted Ed Ingram. They obviously had thoughts of transitioning a little more out of wide zone and doing a lot more inside zone and duo. And the difference is there is you're like with wide zone, you're running basically going at a 45 degree angle. So this, this is kind of how you're blocking. And when you have Garrett Bradbury, he, his ability as a center and why teams love Centers like Bradbury, even with their faults in the passing game, they can climb to that second level and get that linebacker fast enough that can help spring a running back from a 10-yard gain to a 50-yard gain. Those things matter when you're running that kind of offense. But the Vikings aren't running a lot of wide zone anymore. They're running a lot of inside zone, duo concepts, and you want a slightly different version of an offensive line. You want guys who are a little bit more bulky. You want more Ed Ingrams. Ed Ingram is a more inside zone and duo type of blocker than he's outside zone. So now you have a, an interior that's kind of in flux where you have two guys who are better suited for wide zone. And then you have Ed Ingram, who's more of an inside zone and duo type of guy. So that's why some of the reasons why you're having those struggles. Plus you have Madison, who's not exactly the most fluid of athlete. He's not, a, he's not super quick. There's different layers to it. Plus, you have Kevin O'Connell, who is not exactly calling a great running game. He's not staying committed to it. He's doing all these things where the passing game looks great. I recommend if you have not had an opportunity, it's about 30 minutes long. 
Search on YouTube when this show is done. QB school, Kirk Cousins. JT O'Sullivan, former Vikings quarterback, by the way, spent a decade in the league as a journeyman backup. Now, sometimes the best teachers are the ones who know how to do it, but can't do it at a high level. And Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, and that's why Kevin O'Connell has really transitioned to be a great coach. A lot of times, those who are elite don't transition into being great coaches because it's harder for them to relate. Now, let's let's take an individual. Uh, this is a hypothetical situation. Michael Vick. In my opinion, Michael Vick is the most talented quarterback to ever play the, play the game of football. What he was able to do with how fast he was, with how he could move, and how he could flick his wrist and that ball would go 70 yards is something that really hasn't been matched. Lamar Jackson's probably the closest guy, but even he doesn't have that kind of arm talent. And his rushing ability is just different than Vic's. It's more of, he runs like more like a train where he's going to go kind of straight line and he's not going to do as much like, like juking and running like a true running back. That's what Michael Vick could do. He could take you to the outside, cut back inside and weave through a defense. Lamar Jackson doesn't quite have that same ability. He's taller, he's lanky, and he doesn't move laterally in the same ways. That's why Michael Vick, in my opinion, is the most raw talent at quarterback to ever come in the National Football League. A guy like Michael Vick is going to be harder to relate to somebody, say, like Kirk Cousins. If Michael Vick is Kirk Cousins' quarterback's coach, how is he going to be able to relate some of this stuff to him? Because if you remember the Vick 30 for 30, he didn't watch film during his entire time in Atlanta. You know why? He didn't have to. Because he could wake up on Sundays and beat opposing defenses. And that's why sometimes guys who are much better just don't have that same ability to coach because it's harder for them to relate to players. And that's not an insult. That's just kind of how it is. Like it's, I had a high school teacher who was so brilliant at physics he should have been teaching graduate level courses. He was teaching high school physics. I didn't learn a damn thing in that class. And it was because he had a hard time relating these simple concepts to people who were nowhere near as smart as he was. And that's not an insult. He was a, he was a great guy. And when we weren't doing physics, he was a great teacher. But when we came to physics, he just, he kind of talked over our heads a little bit. And I don't mean that insulting. He's, he was just so brilliant. Sometimes it's just hard for people to relate. And those are the kind of things. Um, I, I can't even remember what my point was at this point. Um, where I don't, what were, it's, it's I, relating and getting that whole, the difference between your wide zone O line and your mid zone inside zone guys to work together. Yeah, that led you off on that wild string of different players and relating, and it's and it's going to be a challenge for the Vikings, Chris Cooper in particular, to mm-hmm. meld those guys into one effective unit. And yeah. I got a situation downstairs. I'll be right back. Okay, especially with the running backs we have, it obviously hasn't worked so far this season. Hopefully it picks up with the acre uh, trade. Now, I did a quick bit, I mean quick, bit of research. He had a torn Achilles in July of 2021, missed most of 20, or missed a good 
portion of the front end at 22 or barely played. Then he had like a six-game stretch where he was all-world. Beforehand, he was a very good running back. It's going to be interesting to see if he, Cam Akers, can make a difference behind this line. I know I think it was Norsefius or somebody else who had piped up and said, yeah, but does the running back matter if the offensive line isn't there? Well, that's where Chris Cooper comes into play, the coach. He's got to be able to coordinate those guys, make them relate as to their blocking assignments, whether it's wide, whether it's mid, whether it's inside zone, whether it's duo or whatever it is, so that the holes can open up and that the running backs learn to take advantage of that. In a wide zone, a running back's always going in the direction of the movement of the line and then looking for the cutback. That isn't the case in a mid-zone or an inside-zone run game. They're looking for specific holes and to make choices there. Whether they can meld this together and work is going to be a big question mark because it's going to go a long way to balancing or bringing closer to balance our pass-run Scenarios. So hopefully the defense isn't gassed by the third quarter because they've been on the field for two thirds of the game. We're going to have to find out though. It's um, it's an interesting situation. And yeah. Sarah came up and said people are complaining about giving up a six round twenty twenty six. That's no. basically for free. It's basically like me taking this bottle back to the, if I go to Iowa. And then I give it to the recycling plant and I get five cents for it. That's kind of what the Vikings are giving up here, except they have the opportunity to get a whole case of those bottles back filled with great pop. And if you watched last night, you know how much I like my great pop. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, kind of the whole overarching point I was trying to get to is sometimes that when you have just a, an overly talented guy, it's, it's harder for to relate to other people. And I'm really intrigued to see what Cam Akers does here. Um, I'm not expecting a lot, but I will say a lot of times with trades, you don't get much out of them that year. You get some out of them the next year. Now there are exceptions. TJ Hawkinson, obviously Christian McCaffrey last year with the Niners, another big exception, but it takes a while to learn the system. It takes a while to learn what the coaching staff wants you to do as a running back or at whatever position it is. Well, guess what? He already knows Kevin O'Connell's system. This is going to be relatively easy as far as a trade. There's going to be little to no learning curve. That's huge when you talk about a trade and bringing in a guy to end up helping this football team. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm not expecting... Cam Akers to be great, not expecting him to even be good. If he doesn't hit the field, it's fine. This is a Kwesi Mensa move where he takes a talented guy, pays peanuts to acquire him, and then tries to figure out how they can extract that talent. Because there's talent there with Cam Akers. You watch him at Florida State, you watch him in flashes with the Los Angeles Rams, it's there. It's evident. He's very good at playing football. And somebody, I think it was T. Klubler in the chat, mentioned that he has a fumbling problem. Well, a lot of guys have had fumbling problems, but you've been able to fix it. So how can Kevin O'Connell fix that? Uh, what 
what are some of those intricacies of why he's fumbling? And I, I don't have those answers. I don't. But I will be watching some All-22, and I'm going to find out what those answers are. And we will see how things evolve with Cam Akers as a running back and try and figure out what this player can be long-term. Skull, uh, TYA catch 84 asks what this is mean for Ty Chandler. I think it means he's not quite ready. I don't think he's losing his job. I don't think they're cutting him. Um, but it means that they don't trust him to be the guy right now. I, I think Miles Gaskin is probably going to get cut back on the practice squad. Maybe not even put back on the practice squad, but we'll find out. And Davey, you do not have a late pass. How dare you? I am very upset right now. <laughs> and, and I, I chat with Davey every now and then. Right. Great guy. Davey, you'll have to go back to the beginning of the show. We did drop a big announcement right at the beginning. Um, I'm sure the chat will fill you in on it, but it's a, uh, it, it, it's a good one. So, uh, but we are half hour to the show. We all excuses. I give him a pass. Dave, uh, you have your own excuses too. What happened yesterday? Where were the roll-ins and roll-outs? Hey, shit, shit happens. <laughs> all right. Production value, as they say. Hey, you know what? Sometimes bad production value just brings charm, as somebody told us uh, earlier today. And it was a oddly kind comment. But let's talk about what the Vikings did at the beginning of the week, because I think this in itself, Dave, uh, we weren't able to go live because you were, you were dealing with with your stuff. The Vikings signed Dalton Risner and the fan base as a general whole on social media had been clamoring for the Vikings to sign him better pass blocker than run blocker. He's six, six round three ten, And he, he honestly, he plays too high. So here's what I mean. When you're an offensive lineman, you need to be able to engage your upper body and your lower body. That's why when you see offensive linemen block, their butt is sticking out, kind of like they're about to squat. That's how you generate power from your lower half to help your upper half. And that's how you're able to really anchor in against some of these players. When you stand too straight up, it's a lot easier to push you than when you're bent at your butt because you're not able to engage your legs in the same way that you are now when you're blocking and you see a guy anchoring, they'll start low and then they'll get high as the block engages. Well, that's different than starting that way. And Risner has a problem with blocking too straight up. Can they fix it? Now, Chris Cooper, the offensive line coach was the assistant offensive line coach with Dalton Risner in Denver 2019, 2020, 2021 before he came over here to run the offensive line. Can you fix it? I don't know, but they have a, they have a good rapport. Um, Cooper did attend Dalton's wedding or it was the other way around. I can't remember. Somebody went to somebody's wedding and they were both there. I think it was All right? Cooper attended Dalton's. I think so, but we'll see. Um, so, I don't know what we're going to get out of him. I also don't know what he's going to play or why they brought him in. So the general construct of why they brought him in, Ole Udo tore his quadricep tendon. Brutal injury. It's not one you see often. Mm-hmm. You usually see it with much bigger athletes. If, you, uh, if you're a fan of professional wrestling, you know Triple H has torn both of them. 
one of them in the early 2000s, the, uh, or sorry, it was the late 1990s, and then another one during that Reunion DX run in 2006-2007. It's a brutal injury to come back from. Vince McMahon tore both of them at the Royal Rumble in 2005 because John Cena and Batista botched the finish of the Royal Rumble match. Yes, he, bo- he blew both of them out at the same time. Both legs. Truly phenomenal stuff. And it's a brutal injury to come back from. But the Vikings needed depth in the offensive line. And if you're going to be brought in to be a depth piece, you need to be able to play multiple positions. That is something Reisner can do. Now, it is pronounced Reisner. Not Reisner. Reisner. They, um, they confirmed it. It is a Reisner. Okay. Uh, those at the press conference did confirm that that was the pronunciation. He's really excited to be here. Uh, a $1 million contract worth up to $4 million. Now, this is prorated over a 17-game season. I thought it was a two. Two two five million guaranteed that, up to four million. Guaranteed up to four million. That I was getting there. <clears throat> so the Vikings are giving him at least two point two five million. This, to my knowledge, the structure of that contract has not come out yet. So we don't know the little nuances, the nuts and bolts of what that means. What does it mean that he's got one point seven five million not guaranteed? What is that? Is that? bonuses for starting games is that bonuses for being on the roster the active game day roster is that hey if you hit x amount of snaps you get this we just don't know there we'll find that out but at the heart of it they had to sign an offensive lineman to give the vikings some depth now in the nfl he's only played left guard but at kansas state one of the things that was a really big draw for teams is he had the flexibility to play all five positions. Now you don't want him playing left tackle, but he can do it in a pinch. So if you have Darisaw and Udo get hurt, guess what? You can slide Risner in a left tackle and he'll be okay. Santa Dave. I love that one. That's phenomenal. I'm using that. Ho, ho, ho Santa. And the chat is giving me all kinds of great things tonight. I love this. I love this chat. Don't um, you remember around Christmas time when I wear a Santa hat? No, but I usually drink a lot of beer around Christmas time. So, <laughs> okay. He played left guard for the Denver Broncos at Kansas state. He played three years of center and one year of right tackle. That tells me if you can play left guard and you can play on the right side, therefore you can play right guard to me. That lets it'd be one thing, Dave, if you've only played left guard and then you're thrown over to the right side, like Ezra Cleveland was a left tackle and he put him at right guard. It didn't work. They moved him to left guard. He improved hey, almost immediately. I don't know but, about didn't work. It was mediocre. Well, it didn't work nearly as well as left tackle because uh, uh, all the footwork, the transitional footwork from left tackle to left guard is a hell of a lot different than left tackle to right guard. It's so much easier mm-hmm. because instead of trying to get out really quick out of your stance so you can get those speed rushers, you're using the similar footwork, but you're not trying to be as explosive out of the block because it's a shorter area. It's a phone booth. You're not uh, trying to uh, block like you're playing four square. So those things matter. Little things, but you talk to offensive linemen, they'll tell you it's very difficult to go from side to side. Anybody who can do it has a special kind of talent, and that's a net positive for anybody. Now, 
when you talk about what Risner is going to be here. Right now, he's going to be a backup. I don't know, and I did not get a sense for what Kevin O'Connell wants from him moving forward, Dave. I don't know if he's going to end up being a starter. I don't know if he's going to stay a backup. I don't know if he's going to play left guard, right guard, or center. I wrote up all the different possibilities that I saw for Risner on Vikings Wire. You can go check that out. I highly recommend that you do. But I, it's up in the air. And I don't think that's a bad thing because you don't have him pigeonholed. You have a player that has the ability to do a lot of different things, and he's going to be able to do a lot of different things for you. And I think that's great. I think it's a mistake to replace Ed Ingram straight up. And I, I may be in the minority. Ed Ingram is losing at about the same rate as he did last year. As far as pressures. Pressure rates around the same. As an overall level. But at the beginning of last year, it was way worse than the end of last year. He's shown real improvement. But how he's losing is a problem. And it's kind of how his play style is. So you're just going to have to live with the two points. So... He's like a boxer, a boxer that loves the knockout. will just try to knock you out with one punch with an offensive lineman. You get a punch right in here and you can knock them off balance, push them back, get them off their axis. And then you can be able to take advantage of him. Ed Ingram loves to do that sometimes to a detriment. One of the sacks that he allowed, he got a push. It wasn't enough. And the defensive lineman started penetrating forward. And then this is where he gets into real trouble. He loses his own leverage, so he bends over. When you see offensive linemen bend over and lunge, where's your power going to come from? When, when you have the opportunity next, stand up, bend over at your butt, at like right at your waist, and then lunge forward and try to push something. Like You're just not going to be able to generate enough power for that to be really successful. And that matters when you're blocking on the interior. He lunges too much, and he doesn't slide step. That's something you can fix. The problem with being an offensive lineman and Dave having been one in the past can, uh, can echo the sentiment just because you know how to identify a problem and how to fix it. Doesn't mean you can fix it because it takes, it's a lot of muscle memory. Uh, They say, if you want to change a quarterback's throwing motion, like the one I always go to is Tim Tebow. When he came out of college, they needed to shorten that throwing motion a lot. The rule of thumb is you need about 10,000 reps of the new throwing motion to make it muscle memory and fix it. I don't think it'll be that much for an offensive lineman, but it's going to be a lot. And you have to be able to get that and make it commonplace in your brain. Condition yourself like you condition a dog to sit, lay down, roll over. You kind of have to do that with these offensive linemen or any position to fix some of this stuff that just takes a long time because it's muscle memory stuff. It's instinct. If you can do that, that's great. And it's easy on paper, but in practice, it's difficult. And Ingram's going to lose. He's going to lose. Every offensive lineman loses, unless your name is Brian O'Neill. Then you're, you're, you just play like a bronze god. And all it took was tackle in the NFL. Yep. Now, I will say this about the Vikings pass blocking. Sports Info Solutions, you don't hear about them as much as Pro Football Focus, but they focus more on schematic stuff and a little less on the in-depth analytics, but they have their own analytics. One thing that they do 
is they track pressure percentage. Okay. The Vikings have a lot of pressure at 28.0% of, of their passing attempts this year, 88 passing attempts. Okay. That ranks eighth in the NFL. Uh, the 16th team in the NFL is the Denver Broncos. So the average, in theory, team, 32.5%. That's upwards of like five, four to five pressures right there. Four to five pressures can mean a lot in the course of a game. The Vikings, I'll have to check what they were, but I bet you I can, I can figure it out. Uh, what they were in 2022? Because in 2021, sorry, in 2023, 8%, like eighth place, that's pretty good. You are setting yourself up to succeed. And I think that's really important. Um, let me. Mateo, what are the reasons why is he saw him take or snapping in the preseason? So, um, or he saw Ingram snapping in the preseason, but why he wants Risner to be there is Risner played center all the way through high school and his first three years in college. So he knows the sport. And as Mm -hmm. I said earlier today, Risner's problems on his blocking, he's a little stiff sometimes and he does certain things would be optimized or, you know, covered up if he's tight in there in the center. And I actually think that's a decent spot for him. Whether he goes there or not, I don't know. KOC is going to keep it secret until game time. And whether he starts this week or not is another secret. He may just come in and play a little bit. We have no idea. Norris Fias, thank you so much. Appreciate it. That buddy. Um, he could be the center. Schlotman with Bradbury being out with his back. That could last all season. We don't know. Reads out on the NFI list, and there's no word. It's a mystery. Schlotman's yeah. in there now. You need somebody that can play center, whether it be Ingram because he did snaps, or Reisner, who did it for most of his football life up until he got in the pros. It's not going to be foreign to him to snap the ball. So we have no idea, and we're not going to find out until he goes on the field. And like Tyler said, he's flexible all across that line. So Justin says he just wants the best five guys out there. And it's not just the most best five or most talented five. It's the best five that work together to achieve the goal of protecting Kirk and opening up holes for the running backs, whether it be Madison, Akers, or whomever. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this works out. If, if I had to pick, Risner is my starting center because you're running a lot of more inside stuff. Risner is going to be able to do that inside stuff, and you're not going to be asking him to climb to the second level do all that kind of stuff. And that's really where his production waned because the last year they were asking him to do a lot of wide zone stuff in the Daniel Hackett didn't work. You put him at center and just ask him to be a big boy, do big boy things. You're going to be able to get a lot more out of him. And it's not necessarily sliding Garrett Bradbury, but to a point that that matters here. It matters that you can get pass blocking in the interior and that's what he can do. 
Mm-hmm. And his run blocking will be fine on those zone and duo concepts. And I'm not really worried about it. And I think they're going to figure things out. But as uh, T. Kluber mentions, mid at best, kind of, yeah. And that's why I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of the signing. Because I didn't really think bringing him in was going to be a massive improvement. But what I do think, Dave, is he is a good football player. He can play offensive line. So in this system, if and when he figures it out, there you might be able to get a little out of him that might help the team. I just... I don't know. I'm... I'm I don't know what the right word is. I'm I'm very indifferent on it. It we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't I, I have no idea. And as I, I said to you earlier today, I watched the signing propaganda film that Vikings.com put up showing him signing all excited. He mentioned two player names Bradbury and Schlopman. Mm-hmm. That was it. Now, is that a hint of what room he's going in? Now, offensive line room is the offensive line room. I don't think the centers have their own separate one. But I do know centers generally work with quarterbacks, so there may be a separation. I don't know where he's going. It's going to be interesting to find out and how quickly he comes on board. Do we see him play this weekend? I don't think so, unless there's an injury. I, I really don't because they mentioned at the press conference today that he has a lot to learn about the con uh, some of the conceptual things that the Vikings do weren't a lot of things that he was asked to do previously. That matters because if you get your protections wrong, Kirk cousins gets slaughtered. Like th- those kind of things can't get overlooked. It's not just a plug and play. Oh, just go block this dude. If it was, he probably played this week based on kind of what I'm guessing their plans are their plan. I believe their plans are for him to be a starter. I don't know where, but it's, it's going to be interesting, and he's got a lot to learn. The good thing is he is, has familiarity with the offensive line coach. So there's going to be a rapport there, and they're going, he's going to be able to figure out how to help him learn it faster. That matters. Those little things make a difference, and that's why you, people in the NFL oftentimes bring in people they know because the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. It doesn't necessarily equate to it always works out that way, but it matters. It matters for communication purposes. It matters for talent development. It matters to get people up to speed. And this is, it's going to matter with Risner here. And, um, <laughs> so this is funny. Uh, grandizer Tyler has a lot to say. Um, you lost me after you said hello. Well, I apologize. Um, I, I, I do get off on tangents sometimes and I, I, I do have a lot to say, but <sighs> take a breath. That isn't the only thing. Like I, I used to read football books when I was six years old. God, yeah, I did. Um, I was reading football books when I was a little kid. You, where did you pull that from? I, I'm trying to remember what, what show that was. It was, I think, one of the first times you were on Purple Daily. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, the mic definitely wasn't as good as it is now. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> so let's let's gather ourselves here. We have about ten minutes left in the show. Um, if you were just joining us for the first time, we're we're setting record numbers for the, for the channel on a live stream. One, we want to say thank you. Two, we want to welcome everybody who's new and welcome back everybody who's been here before. Thank you very much for joining us. I recommend you like, subscribe, uh, comment on what you thought of the show. 
even if it's negative, um, we take all the comments seriously and, and we try to improve uh, everything that we do. And if you missed the beginning of the show, we now have subscriptions on the YouTube channel that will give you extra perks, including the $15 a month tier. We'll give you at least one live stream with Dave and myself to sit around and talk ball. So we're going to give you bang for your buck. And if you don't want to donate to the channel, that is totally fine. Nothing will change for you. Pardon me. I might even be open to one that, uh, we get to sit around and drink together and shoot the shit. So, of course, after three weeks. We're going to have to do it in two and a half weeks. Um, yeah. Oh, Grandizer, no. I, I know you weren't being disrespectful. Yeah, I I kind of lost my own thought because I was just, I kept going and going and going and going. But everything I said was, I, I feel was right, but I forgot what I was talking about. Um. But yeah, uh, I recommend you go check out the subscriptions. But what we have here for the last 10 minutes is if you have any questions about this upcoming game against the Chargers, please throw them in the chat really quick. I'll answer a few of them and we'll kind of talk briefly about what I'm looking forward to for the Vikings against the Chargers this weekend because they need they need a win. Going 0-3 would be brutal absolutely brutal Dave and it's going to be a fun one because the Chargers can't stop explosive plays they're allowing explosive plays like crazy and it's the Vikings they're generating explosives in the passing game with Justin Jefferson Jordan Addison TJ Hawkinson on some choice routes getting him in open space this is huge for the Vikings to be able to take advantage and really make an impact on this game. And the key is going to be Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, Kirk Cousins is going to have to find these guys and they're going to have to make an impact. They're going to have to block Khalil Mack. Who's a little bit of a shell of himself at this point, as far as rushing the passer and Joey Bosa, who seems to be hurt every other snap, but he's, he's playing. Um, We may not get Eric Kendricks, which is a little bit of a downer. Uh, he he is injured right now, and the timetable for his return is currently unknown. So that leaves him at best questionable for Sunday. Really big disappointment because it would have been cool to see him play in U.S. Bank Stadium one more time. Maybe he'll get another chance. We'll see. But they're going to have to attack downfield. Now, the defense does a lot of Vic Fangio stuff, which is what we ran last year. Half quarter, quarter, cover two, cover four, uh, and then the difference, like half quarter, quarter and quarter, quarter, half or cover six and cover eight. So the whole idea of that is to prevent deep balls and really big explosive pass plays. Well, they're giving those up anyways. So if the Vikings can utilize these really clever route concepts and these very talented receivers to be able to take advantage, I think that could make a really big difference in the Vikings being able to take it, take a, a win here. Now, if they can run the ball at all, it'll be a big plus. I'm not expecting Cam Akers to be much of a factor, but I do think he will be a factor down the line. The big factors here are going to be those receivers. If Jefferson gets locked down, because uh, I'm going to be honest, anytime you have a very talented corner on the other side, there's a chance Justin Jefferson gets locked down. He's the best non-quarterback in football. You could argue he's the best player in football, even over Patrick Mahomes. 
but even the best player have bad games. They have games where they're taken out of it. JC Jackson is a very good man cover corner. And they're trying to run some stuff that they ran with the Rams in 2020. It was 2021. Maybe it was 2020. But the one year Staley was there, they had um they had Jalen Ramsey. So they would basically say, Ramsey, take out the other guy. We're gonna run zone around you. Yeah, it worked pretty well. Problem is they don't have Jalen Ramsey and JC Jackson. He's a very good player, but he's not Jalen Ramsey. The tail, I see your question. Um, there's a couple good guys. We can talk about it later, but uh, we only have a few minutes left. Um, if the Vikings want to really take advantage, Justin Jeff- Jefferson's going to have to have a good game. They're going to have to find Hawkinson against these linebackers who really aren't that good. They're going to be missing probably Eric Kendricks. Kenneth Murray's probably going to be the starter calling the plays. Not exactly a situation you want to be in. Not exactly a situation the Chargers wish they were in either considering that they drafted him in the first round. They traded up for Kenneth Murray. Doesn't look good now. It really doesn't. But you can take advantage of them over the middle. Throw Oliver into that mix too. Yeah. Take advantage of these guys over the middle in that 8 to 20 yard range. Just throw darts. Eat, 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 eat. I think the Vikings come away with a win. Now, defensively, they're going to have to stop the run. The Chargers and Eagles have over in week one for the Chargers, week two for the Eagles, which was obviously against the Vikings. They each had a top 10 success rate game running the football of all time. Now, success rate, it's it's an analytical measurement that basically says, how successful were your running plays? If they were successful, it's a yes. If they weren't, it's a no. They were both in like almost the 80th percentile of successful rush plays. That's astronomical. That's Fantastic. why people are asking, when are we going to beef up that interior defensive line? We need a Haas in there. We don't have one. We, we do, but we're not using him. Well, Kyrus Tonga. Kyrus, but I mean, that's... That is what it is. I did want to address Freddie. I'm looking at the injury report. Eckler did not practice today. Neither did Eric Kendricks or Khalil Mack for the Chargers. And for us, it's Garrett Bradbury and Marcus Davenport. Yep. And then four players were limited. Christian Derrissaw with his ankle. Jordan Hicks with a shin. Josh Mattelis with a shoulder. And Jalen Neal with a hamstring. Um, Davenport is going to be the one to watch here because him not playing, not gr- not practicing, not great. It's it's just not. And I'm not going to hit the panic button because it's just an ankle. But this is one of the frustrations that people have with the signing. Oh, he's often injured. Well, I kind of defended it. Like, well, okay, he had he had has had some injuries, but he's got a lot of talent. Well, you sprain an ankle three days before the first game and you played a total of four snaps and now it's two weeks later and you're not practicing <sighs> and real frustrating, Dave, real frustrating. I'm the tail. I'm not calling it a mistake yet. The so get out there, he has a high pressure rate and that's what we need. Opposite of yep. Daniel Hunter. His and pressure it, rate last year was better than Daniel Hunter's by like mm-hmm. almost 2%. 
He that just matters. doesn't get the sacks. Yeah, and it's okay that you don't get sacks. Uh, it's it's the pizza conversation. A cheese pizza versus a sausage pepperoni. Cheese pizza is damn good. You're going to take it. You'd like the toppings, but you can deal with it without toppings because the cheese pizza is real good. And it's we'll see how it ends up playing out. But guys, that's our show. Um, the Vikings have an excellent game against the Chargers this weekend. If you want more Chargers talk, go listen to last night's show on the YouTube channel, on the podcast feed. Alex Katz in the Chargers Wire, the Sultan of Spreadsheets. One of the <laughs> smartest guys when it comes to both football and the Los Angeles Chargers that you're going to find anywhere on the internet. Joined us, talked a lot of in-depth, nitty-gritty stuff with the Chargers to try and figure out what we're going to be facing on Sunday afternoon. The Vikings need this win bad. Otherwise, they're going to fall to 0-3. And 0-3 teams, I don't have the stats in front of me, Dave. They don't really make the playoffs. And I'm not going to say you got to tank at that point, but the only way you don't really panic is if the Lions and Packers end up one and two and you're still just one game out. So we'll kind of see how it goes. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm very excited to kind of see how it plays out, but there's a lot, a lot of positive things for the Vikings, especially with that offense. Kirk Cousins has these guys firing on all cylinders and the play calling has been great. Rushing hasn't been. The passing concepts have been. Go watch the QB school with JT O'Sullivan from this past week on Kirk Cousins. Can't recommend it all. But that's our show, Dave. Got a question. Where do we go to subscribe? I uh, or do uh, enroll. Oh, that's a, you know what? That's a wonderful question. Because I'm not seeing it on the page. Well, you might not be able to see. You have to go to like your own personal YouTube account. I'm on my own personal account. I'm still not seeing it. Maybe it takes a bit to process. But it's not there yet. Hmm. Interesting. We'll work on it, folks. We'll work on it. Yeah, I'm I'm going to figure figure it out, but it check back. It it will be there. <laughs> Anyways, tomorrow on Vikings First and Skull. You will get the NFC North, who will be king, podcast that'll go out in the morning, as well as, of course, the show on podcast. And we've got more to come. Justin's working on it. We're also thinking of another show. Justin, I'll let him break that if we go for it. And we're going to have fun. Darren's already got me some notes for this weekend on two old bloggers on Saturday. Well, we'll preview the game on Sunday. I know part of it's going to be talking about Dalton Reisner, and I'm sure another part will be talking about Cam Akers as we get more data in and we get a longer, deeper dive into it. Thanks, Skull TYA. Yep, only Super Chats in so far that I see, but hey, YouTube's working on it, and we'll ping them, so it's coming. Yeah. What do we say, everybody? Well, I'm I'm checking right now. I think I might have everything f- uh, figured out as far as the memberships, which would be. F- I'm finishing the setup. 
I thought I had already finished it. Okay. Obviously not. There we go. Now go check. You should be able to um, subscribe now because it is a, it looks like I just had to click a button. But thank you very much. Go check it out. Last thing we say, Skull Vikings. Hey, and thanks everyone for joining us. Skull Vikings. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone! This has been a Vikings First and Skull production, part of the Fans First Sports Network.